interest in the following audio recording produced by Chesterton House, a center for Christian studies at Cornell University. Support for Chesterton House comes entirely from listeners like you, and we invite you to help us continue making the recordings of past lectures available at no cost through a donation to the ministry. You can find additional resources and make a donation at www.chestertonhouse.org. This audio recording is copyrighted and unauthorized duplication is prohibited. Well, there's that. I mean, we are flesh and blood. And part of it is being willing to enter into a relationship with, uh, whether it be undergraduate or graduate students or colleagues that you're working with. And um, you know, Richard spent a week packing up. Uh, I am, and that affects who we are on day. I, I just finished four months of really grueling stuff, and April 25 is my finish line. And as of April 25, I will be an entirely different person. Uh, I will feel entirely different. And one of the things is communicating that, the, the real flesh and bloodness and the imperfectness. Uh, the, the best advice I got before I went back to graduate school, this is going to sound kind of strange, but it was somebody who came up to me and said, when your advisor panel gets gets put together, make sure you've got no borderline personalities on that committee. <laughs> and actually, that was one very smart thing. I mean, in academia, things get wrapped up, tied up, and then you can just get chewed up and spit out. And you end up making the connection with and really relying on people who are down to earth and take into account the practicalities of it. Uh, you can't metamorphose everything into uh, a crusade or, you know, this is going to be the pinnacle. There's just the gritty reality of it. And, um, you know, you need to take care of yourself alongside what's, what's going on while you keep the larger picture. I was just going to say, um, to back up what Rolf is saying, to be fully human as you're doing all of this. And that students appreciate when you're human, when you admit you're wrong or when you admit you're tired. But at the same time, if you're enthusiastic, um, that's something that students pick up, whether their professor is Christian or non-Christian. And so that love of your topic and the things that animate you, you know, not having a platform, but a sheer love of your subject and the questions that it has, the students pick up on that and they pick up on it even when you're tired, I think, you know. Maybe one, a couple of other minor points here would be, if um, we are not just to do worship in the narrow, intensive sense of worship, but all life is worship, that does not mean all life is work. Work is only a part of life. So we need no limits. Um, so building relationships, especially through church, but in other places, is very important. Um, Relaxing times are important. Um, and I did have another thought, and it fled in my mind. It may come back. But, yeah, fundamentally, um, we need nourishment from... Okay, this is my other point. That it's not just a task, it's not just a calling, it's not just a responsibility. You must be serving God in these ways. It's also a gift to, to, to rest in the hand of the Creator who knows you. And this this garden distorted as it may be. That's right. You, you can't. You, 
I think, okay, now the point that what the story is going to say, it's also important to know your individual calling. Um, I know that, for example, as a faculty member, I have been able to say in many situations, no, thank you, I won't do that. I have to res- find resistance. I'm not called to do that. It's not good for me. I know myself well enough. Let me do what I'm good at doing. That's an important limit to understand about yourself.